Hey, this is Ryan Croatman, More Than Velocity. Uh, again, I'm hosting this alone. And uh, I said the last segment that we were going to do was it. And then we got off of that segment and we kind of hung around for, you know, 20 minutes or so. And we were chatting and, you know, Mike brought up this situation. He's working with an athlete with an avulsion fracture and they happen. They're very rare. And, uh, you know, typically I'm going to kind of give a little bit of background story about how these things happen, but in the developmental years of athletes, especially during growth uh, spurts, the soft tissue is stronger than the, uh, the growth plates of bones, okay? And when it comes to your elbow, in normal people, it doesn't become a fully fused bone, this inner bump on the elbow, we call it the medial epicondyle, it doesn't actually attach to the landmark bone, um, which is a humerus, until... Uh, age 17. That's the last I read. Now in throwing athletes, nobody's ever looked at this as far as what happens over the developmental period of this particular uh, part of the bone. Um, and it's probably prolonged because of all that repeated stress. And what can happen in athletes is that this growth plate between the bones, the medial epicondyle and the, and the, you know, the native bone, it keeps getting wider and wider and wider. Um, and, uh, that causes, that's, that's really a symptom of little leaguer's elbow. It's more of a bone problem. Uh, it can be accompanied with some kind of medial epicondylitis, like these kinds of these things happen, but there's growth plate inflammation. We call that the uh, apophysitis. So the apophysis is, is what we talk about the, the growth plate, um, widening that means that it's inflamed, but when the athletes in a developmental stage of their life. Their soft tissue is stronger. So the common flexor pronator uh, mass tendon is stronger. Uh, ligament itself can be stronger than that area of the bone. And the avulsion fracture is where that piece of the bone, the medial epicondyle, rips off. It comes right off the bone. So you have a fracture that's caused by an overload of, uh, you know, a tensile force from your soft tissue. Uh, I almost had that. As a kid, that's kind of what put me on the, the path of uh, managing injuries. I'm more, I'm more wound up over keeping athletes healthy than getting them to throw faster. And probably if you're listening to these, you're going to know that. And that's because I've come from this world of, you know, I couldn't pitch again. I, my, I couldn't understand. I threw 71 miles an hour at the age of 11. That's, I was 11 years old. Uh, hardest throwing pitcher probably in my area. And um, at, Parents didn't want me to pitch, but teams wanted to win. And I pitched almost every game at that age. So after one game, my arm was red hot, swollen, very painful and locked. So there's so much inflammation that I couldn't move it. So my mom said, Hey, we got to go to a pediatric orthopedic surgeon. They did imaging and the, the doctor comes in and he says, listen, I got bad news. And my mom was worried I was going to have surgery. Doctor said, you know, your growth plate, you know, severely inflamed could rip off, could have an avulsion fracture. You need to go physical therapy. And I'm telling you, you should never pitch again. You know, and I, I, I wanted to be a pitcher. I mean, I loved it because I was in control of the game. I like that fact that, you know, it's me versus the game. It's my tempo. It's my world. And, um, you know, to be told I could never pitch again, I basically didn't want anything, anything like that happening to anybody else. So, it's always inspired me to look at health and, and wellness. I mean, one of the things when I entered my PhD program, I entered an exercise physiology side. I was an exercise, exercise physiology student first. 
And I wanted to look at heavy doses of vitamin C injections in rats that we uh, infected with snake venom to kill muscle cells, soft tissue. Cause I believed I was like, Hey, you know, like maybe an injection of vitamin C in the ligament is going to preserve collagen or else help it reintegrate, you know? And after a while I was just like, man, I'm killing rats left, right and center. And it wasn't the world I wanted to be in. And uh, the biomechanics side of me said, I, I want to explore a different professor, a different research line and got into the pitching movement. But we got into this conversation. I know it's the longest side. I'm giving you background information. I talked to Mike and he's telling me about this case with a player that he's with right now that's got an avulsion fracture. All right. That's crazy because, you know, that's, that seems like a whole different animal of what's gone on with that bone. I can't even, I, I don't even know how they fix that part of the body um, to, to keep it integrated again. And that it becomes, you know, a, a you know, mature bone. So I'm going to shut up for a little bit until Mike says something that's going to trigger me. And I'm going to let Mike take over and talk about this avulsion fracture case. Okay. Uh, this guy's a, uh, uh, sophomore college. Uh, and it actually, the, the fracture happened, uh, last June. And, and at the time he was literally throwing 95 miles an hour. And, and, you know, and he felt a pop, you know, pitching coach came out and I said, and basically said, uh, you know, flip a couple more, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and so the catcher got down and he tried flipping a couple more and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. So basically shut him down. He literally stopped for a couple of weeks, pain went away, uh, started throwing again and, and kicked right back up. So, you know, so being a college athlete, you know, if, if he goes to their doctors, then, then it pretty much gets paid for. I mean, I, I know he had to do some kind of deductible, but, but I mean, the college pretty much picked it up. So he had to go to their, you know, their physicians. Uh, it was determined that he had a, uh, an avulsion fracture, a, you know, what they call a proximal avulsion fra fracture. Uh, and the, the ligament was in great shape. But, it, you know, so what they did at this at that same time is they figured, hey, since we're in there, we're going to we're going to go ahead and, and uh, do what they call an, an ulnar, ulnar nerve transposition where they actually move the ulnar nerve out of that socket. And they, they also did a collagen sleeve around the UCL. And uh, totally heck. oh, yeah, to so, total refurbishing, you know, taking yes, your card yeah. as a Pinto coming out as a Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. You know, so, so, you know, I, I think, uh, like six weeks out of that, you know, he obviously he had to go to their PTs. How did they just, uh, just, how did they reattach the bone? Like he, he told me they, they stapled it, but he wasn't, oh, he wasn't a hundred percent sure. And since I wasn't involved and, you know, and I yeah. asked him, Hey, can you get the, the I figured screws. I was like, yeah. man, this guy's got to go screws to right. get that thing in there. But that's they could. I mean, they may, they may not even have told him he wasn't yeah. quite sure. And, you know, I asked for the, you know, if he could get the docs and, you know, he said he would, but I ne I've never seen him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, so, so he, he got to his PT and, and so they, you know, through, through that orthopedic surgeon and, and the, the PT, he started his, his return to throwing and every time, I mean, he wouldn't get past 10 feet and kept getting pain. You know, and so he went back to the doctor like three different times and they kept saying, Oh, you're fine. You know, they do x-rays and all that. He said, you're fine. And they finally told him, Hey, just take some ibuprofen and, and keep going. Hmm. You know, and, and, you know, and this was the beginning of October when he, he started telling me this and I'm like, Oh my gosh, please don't do ibuprofen. 
you know, because all, I mean, all that does is mask if there's anything going on. I mean, yep. you, you know, you may blow it before you even know there's there's an issue there. Yep. So he kept going back to them. They they did X-rays again, and they finally said, "You're good. You just just continue your your return to throwing." And so he came to me and said, "Hey." you know we're wanting to do this and i mean i i can't get past 10 feet so the first thing i did was was put a training sock on him Mm -hmm. and he literally threw without any pain i mean none whatsoever it just Mm -hmm. immediately went away and and so i said okay so for the next three weeks we're gonna i'm gonna put you on the arm care program so i can start seeing you know your strength and all that and and do that training and then we're gonna do sock growth for, for three straight weeks. And we literally did that every single day. We did sock throws. You know, we'd start out at, 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 at eight throws and we'd mm-hmm. go up to 16 throws, you know, and then we, then, you know, then I'd do like, like you do an inning, we do two, two sets of eight, sit for five, 10 minutes, do another two sets of eight. And we got up to literally four sets, mm. no pain whatsoever. Amazing. So, yep. And so at the end of at the end of that three weeks, we, we basically put a ball in his hand, and and he literally threw without pain, and and hasn't had pain since. I mean, I, I'm just going to cut you off because I'm just I'm trying to feel what that guy felt internally in that moment. So there, there's when I look on social media, sometimes Instagram, I don't spend a lot of time on there, but there's always, you know, my wife. Uh, we'll, we'll play really uplifting things. So there's one that almost makes me cry. It's a kid that can't hear anything, never heard their parents, never heard a sound. And they put something uh, in the, in the child's ear and, and the parent says something to the child, calls the child by name and the kid's eyes light up. You know, the kid is like, um, you know, for the first time he hears, you know, and it, it hits me so hard. I'm like, God, that's so amazing. And, and for me, kind of what you do, that that feeling of being an athlete for the first time in so long, all you want is your arm not to hurt, right? MLB, yep. MLB, I've worked with players, okay? And, and believe me, I don't condone any of this, but the two most commonly used things in MLB for pain is marijuana, okay? And these NSAIDs, these drugs, and guys have it heavily in their system. And yeah. what, what you're saying is like, hey, the root problem is the pain. They don't know what to do about it, you know? And I just kind of think about this athlete and I know so many athletes with arm pain, tons. And they just say, this is just the way it is. They get their arm going, arm feels good in the game. And then two days later, it's like, I want to cut it off, you know? And I'm just trying to think of this athlete in that moment of when they are not feeling pain and they're searching for it. They're kind of wondering like, When's it going to happen? I see guys that when, when they get out of pain, they're like moving it around. They just want to make sure their arm's okay. They haven't felt this before. So I, before you get deeper in the story, I just want to know, like, what was the reaction of this kid? Like, you know, he talks, I mean, he's like, it was almost, almost like the athlete from, from last night. He just, I mean, his eyes just bugged out and he's like, no way. Yeah. Amazing. You know, just no way. And then, and then I, at that point in time, you know, he pretty much locked in to say, hey, I'm coming back. I, you know, he goes, do you mind if, if you take over the rest of my rehab? Golly, man. I mean, I got to cut you off again because like, oh, it gives me chills because their life changes. You know, having pain. So I got knee pain. All right. Uh, I used a device that is a vibrational device. 
training device and uh, made by a company called uh, Galileo, um, German device. Uh, and it's a vibrating uh, squat platform. And it's different than a power plate. The, pow the power plate is a vertical vibration, right. right? This power plate is a lateral vibration. It's sheer. It's not axial. Axial vibration over time, it's like a jackhammer, right? It can, it can cause vibrational injury if you overdo it. But this is really safe. Kids are doing this. So I've had missing cartilage on the outside part of my knee for the better part of, well, and pain with it for the better part of 16, 17 years, okay? Old, like baseball injuries. Like you think I, I hit all the time. Obviously, I couldn't pitch. I'm a little obsessive compulsive about baseball, if you haven't noticed. And I would hit all the time. But that extension and grinding um, in the rotation of my lead leg it really wore down the bone. And I remember when I was doing my PhD, University of Buffalo, I went in and see the orthopedics. It was the first time I ever been in an MRI. I hated it. And they said, dude, think of your knee as uh, two sides of being an orange and you've peeled away a little chunk on both sides. And now you got this underlying almost bone uh, material touching and it's, it's giving you pain. It's giving you a lot of pain signals. So my entire life, from then on, I had not been able to squat past 90 degrees um, when I train. 90 degrees is it. I go beyond that, I'm, I'm going to go to the floor. I'm in such pain. So a buddy of mine, Paul Cater, uh, world of specialists, I think, in, in isoinertial training and vibrational training, especially for throwing athletes. He's amazing, too. I got to have him on the podcast. But he brings this thing. He's now with the Angels. He's a, he's a AAA strength coach with the Angels. He brings in this um, platform. And I get on it and uh, he says, you can do this bilaterally. I tried to do a few squats. I'm like, man, this is cool. Like I'm able to get lower than 90. It's wild. I'm like, but I'm probably still compensating somehow. I'm going to do single leg. So I do a single leg lunge. I do eccentrics as, as low as I can go. I think I had the frequency of 20 contractions per second. My muscles were just firing as I'm doing this. Okay. It gets to a point where you, you crank up this, the Hertz and your brain shuts off. It can't, you can't cognitively control it. It's all spinal cord driven contraction. You're almost in a, you know, an, a, a, a state where you can't move it very easily. But I do this and I go down and I'm like, man, I'm getting below 90 and my body has no strength. So I'm just falling, you know, um, and I get off the plate and he goes back on the plane. I was like, you know, I'm going to test this. And I was kind of gingerly doing it, uh, a pistol squat, just a single leg squat on this bad leg. And I literally go my ass to almost my calf way beyond 90 and back up pain-free. Right. And, and that was kind of an aha moment where I was like, Holy, you know, I'm, I'm out of pain. I've woken up muscles that I, you know, I hadn't been using for so long, shut down, not able working in a range. And this is what happens when we're injured, right? We work in ranges that it, it minimizes our range. And it, and it minimized, it, it minimized the variability in my loading. So I'm getting constant stress, same intensity, same way, years and years and years and years, you know, in that moment where I'm like, holy SHIT, I cannot believe I'm out of pain. It was an incredible feeling, amazing. Um, and I think of that in myself and what people are doing with you. You know, you probably have like this guy, years and years of pain. So like, I'm just kind of the story of how you deal with pain is amazing, but that's an aside. Go ahead back to the story. Okay. okay. So, so, you know, we, 
we start the thing, you know, I get the arm care wrapped around, you know, doing some of those things. And, and, and since, you know, we had him pain free, we literally went through the entire process of totally re reprogramming the lower body. You know, when, when he threw uh, the, the previous winter with me, I mean, he was throwing 94, 95, but it was a 110% effort. I mean, I, I would cringe watching, you know, just thinking, oh my gosh, any, any day now, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be sitting here when he blows his arm out, you know, like, lucky it didn't happen. But hmm. so, so I got him to totally, you know, because we talked about that and he agreed that, that you know, but he was throwing 95, so he wasn't going to stop. Because he, you know, he was playing college and he wanted to, you know, get to a four-year college and, and get signed and, you know, and, and until he blew up. So, so I was able to convince him to totally reprogram everything, you know. And, and as we're doing this, we start running into little things like, like, you know, he he would get super sore, you know, and 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 I couldn't, you know, couldn't pinpoint it, you know, you know, why was his arm getting so sore? So, you know, it, it was kind of wild because it, it hit me after I went through your certification, you know, and that's, and if you remember, I was texting you at probably four in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, that's I mean, usually what happens. I, I, I was running, I said, I was in bed. I'm like, whoa, this yep. guy's Batman. Yep. Is, is I actually took Kramer red hot analgesic and we would literally, you know, rub in, in, you know, and he probably went too far the first time, you know, because it, you know, he'd put that on his elbow and put a sleeve on. And, and we found that, that now he wasn't having pain. So it, it clicked on me after that certification was what that analgesic is doing is now is pumping blood into that, that elbow, you know, and so it, it wasn't stiffening up on, you know, and, and, you know, and so we, we were constantly doing little stuff like that. And then we got into, you know, now he started, he actually started going with the school again and, you know, and, and hit 95. I mean, he actually hit, uh, I think he actually touched 96.3 at one point, you know, but he was sitting 94, 95 is, is after, after his uh, session, you know, he, he literally couldn't touch the baseball for days. I mean, cause it was so sore and so stiff and yeah. And, and so, you know, and, and I diagnosed it as, as medial epicondylitis and, and that's normal with somebody that has Tommy John or, or that kind of coming you know, back, coming back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, Dang, so and 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 here you talked about getting rid of pain, and and I don't I don't know if you've ever heard of an interferential EMS. Nope. Oh my gosh! The, the first time I I did it with them, I I just did it, and what it is is it's two different sign strengths, and what and what you do is you create a crossing pattern, and they collide, and it literally goes deep into the bone. You know, most EMSers are surface nerves and that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. You know, yeah. so it gets rid of it kind of like. I like taking insides it gets rid of the pain for you know half hour hour and then, and then it's right back yeah you know so the first time i did it i did it just on the on the uh, epicondyle and and that he's like holy cow i mean he, you know he could get 100 percent extension the, the whole bit so so from that point on we started doing the entire album you know because mm -hmm. i was worried at first as, as as messing with nerve you know because that i mean that baby gets in there and you're and your pinky finger curls and oh yeah um, when it hits, yeah contraction yeah 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 but you know so so since then i mean we've totally gotten rid of the the uh epicondylitis and and now he's able to literally do stuff day after you know throw so we basically even created a uh what we call a post-game recovery 
Whereas you take that training sock and, and you know, the day after you throw and, and you literally do a bunch of different drills at 30% effort. Mm -hmm. What So what it's really doing is just pumping all that blood back into the whole kinetic chain. That's amazing, man. And, and so he's back, you know, the biggest thing with him is, is, you know, he's still in that, that mental state, you know, that, that any throw is going to be his last throw. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's been tough. He'll, he'll throw, I mean, he throws an inning you know, with, the, with this, with this college and, and he, he dominates, but he won't go past an inning. Hopefully oh, this week, I think he's going to try to be the closer and go a couple in. I mean, it's just, that's another thing I got to get back to. It's like, you're very unique and I can't stop saying it. I keep looking into people. It's like, and it's the way I think of the world too, in sport performance, it's like you hire a biomechanist, generally they just focus on movement, right? You hire a strength coach, they focus on strength. You know, you hire a sports psychologist, they focus on the cognitive element, you know? Uh, you hire a motor learning specialist and they worry about drill development and tool selection and constraint-led training and, and those kinds of things, right? And the thing I like about you is you're taking all of this and you're taking something that's very external, you know, an injury is it's, it's externally driven in some ways. Um, it's internally supported by, you know, the mechanics of your muscles overlying ligaments and tendons and tissue. And, and then you're taking it to this level that is uh, physiologic and, and biochemical, you know, as far as that happening. And it's just, for me, uh, and Randy Sullivan says this too. It's like, it, he wrote a book. I think it's, it starts with pain. Um, this is why I, like, I got to get you guys aligned, but it's, um, it's a very similar concept. It's like getting these athletes out of pain is so essential to progress them forward, you know, and, and the way you're doing it is, is amazing because yeah, it makes sense. Like, uh, athletes need to lessen the sensation of pain. They need to improve blood flow to an area you know, that could be having a capillary kind of shutdown. You know, a lot of times when we have injuries I mean, to muscles, tendons, ligaments, we're, we've done something to, you know, the circulation of that area, you know, coupled with the fact that we're putting in prosthetic stuff and all sorts of things, you know, cadavers stuff. Um, yeah, man, that's amazing. So with this particular athlete, like now what's his timeline? When's he, when do you think he's going to be ready with something like this? Cause the evulsion fracture to me, I mean, uh, I mean um, he's, I, he's actually thrown in an Indian game. I mean, he's, okay. he's live. He, he, so just he's live. he seems, he just won't push himself past an inning. So he, but, but he's, you know, he, he now, you know, we got the medial part of the epigonal fixed and he's not having any, any, and the, and the other thing we did, which, you know, I was starting to talk to him in, in, in sidetracked was was going through your certification process i mean i i knew that it worked i just never really had the technical why but as soon as you talked about icing and and not do it hmm. i mean it just triggered and, and i literally stopped the certification process you know I, I texted you hey where can i get this you know this you know journal entry you're talking about and, and in, in the meantime i literally convinced him to quit icing yeah. At the, you know, I mean, his his trainer and, and pitching coach would pound on him. No, you got to go ice. And he goes, no, I'm not icing anymore. You yeah. know, and, and, you know, 
which, you know, now, now he's totally pain free. So now he's talking about this weekend that he's going to, he's going to go up uh, two or three innings. Yeah. I could go off on a rant on icing and I'm going to, I'm cause I don't want this to be too long. I need people to listen to this. You know, all of what you're saying is important lessons learned. Um, but people, I got some blog, I, a couple blogs and some communications out there on icing and the dangers of icing. And like, I'm just going to say the three factors of healing is, you know, you got fluid buildup, you know, that's generally what causes pressure on the sensory, you know, nerves. So you got to get fluid out, right? You got to get fresh blood in and you, you need to be able to pump that stuff out. Like the, the lacteals, which is another circulatory system that gets, you know, immune fluid from our immune system out of an area once it gets injured, because a lot of our cells, they, they build more fluid. The only way it can happen is muscle movement. So you're talking about this, this neuromuscular electrical stimulation, getting that, evacuating the fluid, right? But now you're talking about the ice <laughs> and the ice, it doesn't get blood in or out. And what can happen, it's shutting down all these processes. And, it's, it, and when you thaw out, Sometimes you get secondary swelling if it comes worse. So, I mean, man, it's amazing. You're, you're speaking to the choir and you're, you're living it, you know, with these, with these players. So it's cool that you're, you're changing their minds. Yeah. And, and what's even crazy now is, is, you know, he does the arm care work at, at, uh, uh, you know, it's the, college and, and, and all the other stuff. And now he's literally got four guys on the pitching staff following him. Yeah. So I've actually added them to the, you know, to the app, you know, and they use, they use his device. <laughs> That's so, amazing. You got to get us in touch with those kids because yeah, they should have their own. Those, what, what I look at is, is almost the, the bottom up analogy is, is, you know, it's so hard to crack coaches you know, because they've been doing the same thing forever and that's how yeah. they did it. And that's how yeah. their coach made them do it they're reluctant to do anything and and what's happening is is all these you know pitchers on this staff have seen him coming back from 96 going harder than he threw before and they're like and then they, they see him using all these devices and they're like what are you doing and yeah and so he explains it to them and and they're like can i do it and so he literally is you know he, he's almost training his own little staff on on the team amazing man well, I, I, I'm so glad, you know, our listeners got this, this bonus episode. I mean, we, we're trying to keep these things short. I know I speak a lot because I get excited by what Mike's saying. It's, it resonates a lot with me. Um, we're going to have to do more of this stuff uh, with Mike because these case studies are so helpful for people, you know, who are trying to help athletes after physical therapy. You know, we got to help our physical therapists. You know, our, our, our uh, certified arm care specialist course, it's nationally accredited for certain physical therapy, uh, physical therapy boards across the country. And it's, it's accredited with the national strength and conditioning association. We're working on the athletic training side. You know, we're giving this to coaches, to pitching coaches, to people who are, well, who I think are the number one protectors of health. Um, but we got to tool up the other people uh, who need to know this stuff that, that aren't in the realm of throwing, you know, and how to prepare the athletes and we got to help the medical field understand that, um, you know, the typical return to throw program is one thing, but here are some other elements to make it better, you know.
can't say it enough. We got to get you know people in touch with you who are who are in this world. I mean, baseball injuries are rampant. They're everywhere. Um, arm injuries are the thing. Cost teams money. Cost players money. Doesn't matter. It takes the enjoyment out of parents. Um, you know, Mike. I, I don't want to blow him up that he doesn't have time to coach. But you guys got to reach out to them. anybody who's who's dealing with injured athletes, healthy athletes. Uh, prevention. He's a great resource. And, uh, you know, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it again. I'm glad we did this bonus episode, brother. You're welcome. All right. Until next time for more than velocity. Thanks.